Tyler, happy Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> happy Monday to you too. No, it's a great day. The sun has been shining here. Um, we're, we are set up in our studio. We're sweating. We're sweating. It's We've... hot in the studio because summer is around the corner. You can almost sniff it, you can't can, you? You can almost sniff it. You can certainly sniff it straight off our shirt. Sort of sweaty? Shiny foreheads, definitely. So, so... <laughs> Shiny foreheads, Oh, yes. don't. Uh, we, <laughs> took a, we took a photo after the show of us with Brent Riley. <laughs> And we had to go again because my my I, my forehead re- resembled. It was almost like a mirror. It, it, was, was. it was horrific. It was glistening. Uh, you, yeah, you could. Oh dear, you could have been blinded from yeah. the absolute shine off of my forehead. Yeah, yeah, you had a, a, a patch of light beaming back off it from when mm. Ellie did the flash. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty pretty incredible. Yeah, so we deleted that photo and we'll post the new photo another time. Um, it's already been posted, actually, as you would. Oh, know. has it? I didn't no, realize. No, that. Like they people will think that. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Shall we get? Shall we get into what we actually did tonight? Yeah, we took a photo with Brent Riley. We did, and do you know why we took a photo with Brent Riley? Why was that? Because we had him on the podcast. Really? We did. No way. Yeah, yeah. He was walking through the neighborhood, and we just dragged him in here. Yeah. Oi, Brent! So, come on, Brent. In you come. In you come. Um, no, he was very happy to come onto the podcast. He was happy to yeah, come. Yeah, and we loved having him on. It was a fantastic episode. We chatted about. Um, um, his 200-game career at the Adelaide Crows. Yes. Very good player he was. He was a very good player, mainstay through mm. the 2000s at the Crows. Um, obviously a part of that incredible super draft in mm. 2001. Wasn't that a draft? So here's a couple names, and we, we, we discussed this with, with Brent at length. A couple names here for you that he, he grew up with, obviously a Victorian himself. Luke Hodge, uh, Luke Ball, Judd Bartell, Dal Santo, James Kelly, Stevie J, Sam Mitchell, Gary Ablett, Dane Swan, and your man Tyler, Lewis Roberts Thompson. Lewis Roberts Thompson, the name that stands out from that <laughs> list. Yeah, uh, an amazing draft class. It was a it was a great chat we had with him. I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy it. I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it too, mate. So yeah, let's get into it. Definitely. Brent Riley, uh, welcome to Innuendo. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem at all. How's your day been today, mate? What have you been up to? Uh, pretty busy today. I um, obviously started my new job last last Monday, and uh, we're just in amongst the whole recruiting and trying to get as many players as we can, talking to many players as we can. And with the old SNFL, it's talk to a hundred, and if you can get three, we're we're doing a pretty good <laughs> job. So um, yeah, on the phone a lot, talking to some. Agents and, and players, and um, using a lot of my contacts and resources, not only myself but also what the club has actually created um, before that. So pretty busy. Yeah. So first of all, congratulations on the new gig. Um, I think announced last week, uh, general manager of football at South Adelaide. That's very exciting. Yeah, it's um, something I've, I've I've always um, had a bit of an eye on. Like when I when I hurt myself, um, had to reevaluate my my values and my, my purpose and because mm. it wasn't about playing football anymore it was about um, doing something else and I just stepped away from the game for a little while and I, I uh, just a mentor of mine and he gave me a bit of a strategy and a bit of a tool to to use and just looked at this as something that, that I might might, might want to pursue um, mm. and yeah just did some business I'm halfway through my business course now and um, just just like it and I can use my footy knowledge and get a bit of understanding what business is and, and business around football and yeah, I just 
this role just came along and um, took it with both hands, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really really happy with it, with the decision I made. For those that don't know, what does that role entail? So, general manager of football. So, I essentially I look after the whole football department. So, yeah. from coaches to players to volunteers to um, you know, volunteers include you know trainers and masseurs, physios, doctors. Um, you know, organising the team, managing, making sure the jumpers are clean and got enough, all those sort of things. Anything related to football, um, mm. I look after and I oversee. Yep. Awesome. That's excellent. So it's good to see that the, the grassroots doesn't go out of the game. I would have thought at a, you know, a high-level um, football club that, that the general manager of footy wouldn't have to worry about making sure the jumpers are clean, but that's, <laughs> that falls under your umbrella. <laughs> Well, that's, that's over to the team manager. So, uh, you don't put them on the washing line at home? Just got to find a really good team manager. That's, that's my goal at the moment. So uh, that, that's, that's what I have to do. Excellent. Love that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, we, we, Tyler and I have watched a lot of footy. Um, the, the, the words uh, head of football have sort of propped up in the last uh, sort of little while, I feel like, over the last five, six, seven years. Is that like a a new role that's come into the, the game or has it always been a, a big role in a club, head of footy? Yeah, it's been since I came to the club. When I first came, it was John Reid. He, yep. uh, he could have been footy manager. Yeah, or, sure. But I guess it, it's essentially the head of football, which yep. I've just described yep. what it is. And, yep. um, you know, contracts, all those sort of things, you have to have to keep an eye on budgets mm. and all those sort of things. So I think that the, the role has always been there. It might have just changed mm. names over the time. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think... I think Johnny Reid was he was the football manager, right. I reckon. I see. Yeah, when yeah. I first started, and then it just just grew to all these different names. Yeah, general manager football, head of football, <laughs> but uh, yeah, all, all different clubs are going down, down different paths with it all. Absolutely. Is that looking back when you were playing? Is that something you saw yourself doing in the future? Or yeah, it was funny. I um, I was showing my son. Um, I was going through the garage, and and my nana um, put through this like little. Um, we call it a little scrapbook, yeah. those sort of things, and all articles and stuff of me coming through playing for the Court of Canons of Victoria. And I had a, an interview uh, for Herald Sun, and uh, I was just I was re- just reading it last night, just randomly reading it last night. And the last quote, the last quote was, um, "He's looking to pursue sports management." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh!" And I was telling my wife, and she just started laughing. And uh, and, and you look at it now; that's that's twenty years ago, and, mm. and here I am now. I've, I've sort of achieved, not achieved it, but. I've gone down that path and um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, that's awesome. And South Adelaide um, obviously made a prelim this year. Um, a lot's been said about them. In you know they, they've produced some really good players in in recent times. Uh, obviously, Horn Francis is another one. It's exciting at South Adelaide at the moment. Yeah, well, back-to-back prelims. Mm. Um, and um, Jared Jared Wright, he's done a fantastic job with the with the talent and the, the crops that they've actually got. You know. Glenelg Eagles, they've got, you know, they're real A-grade talent. Um, mm. And, and Buff has done a tremendous job with the guys that he's actually got. Um, but we're looking to um, enhance that and trying to get the, the best talent we can. And we've been quite aggress- aggressive over this whole, mm. I don't know what you call it, silly season in the, <laughs> in the sample. But, uh, yeah, we've, we've been really aggressive with trying to get the players that we need that we think can – Make a grand final, mm. but also win a grand final. Yeah, um, so that's what we've been working towards. Definitely. It, how, how does that sort of silly season work with in the SNFL? Obviously, the AFL is the top league. They got their trade period and their draft. Um, how does it filter down into that next tier? This this pro- process. Well, you sort of just wait. Um, mm. Most footy managers or you know, football managers, agents. Yeah. Um, 
they, they have a bit of an inkling of, of who might be on the list, who might not be on the list. And uh, you talk to the list managers of, of AFL clubs and they, get, they give you a bit of a bit of an understanding of who might be there, who might not be there for the, for the end of the year. And uh, when I started last week, so it was halfway through the trade period and you sort of hear teams getting rid of players and you sort of think, well, he fit our mould mm. and you watch him, watch some edits. And, um, yeah, I guess you just, just sort of sit back and just watch – who might be delisted, which is unfortunate, uh, but that's just the industry that it is. And you just try to work out the players that you actually need that's going to help you not just win games, but also win a premiership. Yeah, for sure. How was the experience going back to the Crows as a development coach and an assistant coach? Different. Yeah. Uh, having two years away, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I guess that, that's what got my passion for football back and um, always dabbled around coaching um, and it was a really good experience to come in and um, my first year probably wasn't the most enjoyable. I think my mm. first my first day at the club as a coach was the 2017 Grand Final Review. Oh, oh dear. Um, so that was pretty grim. Uh, <laughs> walking, <laughs> the tough sitting, initiation. <laughs> sitting, sitting through that was, uh, yeah, it was pretty sad actually. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, just that, that year was really challenging. Um, we just didn't get the development players, like the... The actual, the, I don't like calling them top up players, but everyone calls them top up players. They're, they're called development players in my mm. eyes. Mm. We just couldn't get the best ones, mm. and, the, and, the, and the, the squad that we had, the talent from the AFL, probably wasn't up to the level yet. Um, but you saw them; they, those guys grow, like you know, Lockie Shoal and those sort of ones that come along and and just grow and play really good footy slowly but surely. Um, and then those guys came in the, the next year, and they just made a huge difference to mm. our to mm. our squad and. We made a prelim final that year mm. in 2019, I think it was. So, yeah, the coaching thing, I I, I still enjoy it. Um, yeah. But it was something that I, it was good to do, but I knew in the back of my mind I'd, I didn't want to be a head coach, so why pursue something where you don't want yeah. to get get the outcome that you want? Um, and no, I think all head coaches are a little bit, bit crazy. Um, <laughs> so that wasn't that wasn't the path that mm. I want to go down. Yeah. So you mentioned um, walking back through the doors, obviously a bit of a weird feeling after the 2016 Grand final was it also a bit unusual seeing as you were a player there for so long and coming back um, in like a, a coaching role? I, I'm guessing some of the blokes that you would have played again played with are still there. Is that also a bit of an odd feeling? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I didn't really have to coach those guys that I played with because mm. they were playing uh, AFL and. Um, You'd always have the conversation. You'd, they would ask, "What do you think of him? What do you think yeah. of this guy? How, did we, how can we get better?" And um, you, had, you, had, you went in there with a different lens, anyway, mm. um, from from playing to to coaching. Is obviously a different look at outlook of, of what it, what it's all about. By but with football, and um, yeah, it was something that I, I, I enjoyed. And um, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get the results. But um, well, we did in 2019, but not didn't go that far. But yeah, it was something that that. that it was good to learn and learn off, you know, came in with Pikey and Heath Uni was probably the one that sort of developed me the most um, and he was, he, was, he was great for me. Mm. Just a, a little bit of insight I'd be keen to find out. You mentioned your first day was that 2017 Grand Final review. Um, you obviously don't have to go into too many details, but what's involved in, in that? Like, I mean, a lot of those players wouldn't want to ever see that footage again. Um a lot of them would want to get on with it, but how how does that that process work? Yeah, grand almost, final review. It was almost the question of why. Yeah, why? And a lot of the boys were um, they they just admitted they didn't handle the week yeah. very well. 
Um, they always say embrace grand final week, and mm. yeah, that's what you do, and that's what you you got to embrace it. You got to make the most of it, and because it might not happen ever again. And um, some of the boys just didn't handle it very well. You know, to to preparing for the game is different. Um, mm. To getting probably twenty five tickets is a stressful thing mm. too for your family and friends. So yeah. some of those boys just didn't handle the whole um, the week, mm. uh, the week that it was, and. Obviously, being in Adelaide, it's, it's a little bit different. Being in Adelaide, there, it's a, it's a, well, it's a two-team town, but Adelaide's got the majority of the mm. of the stake here, and yeah. I'm assuming there would have been ten thousand people watching main training, and it's just, you know, you can imagine what it would have been like, and people in the street, and you just couldn't get away from mm. it. Uh, and then they had the result, and a lot of the boys didn't want to leave the house because yeah. mm. it was such a poor, poor performance, mm. and and they, they they were still hurting from it. So. Um, yeah, I guess it was more of a question of why and how can we how can we get back to to playing that that, that footy again? I guess especially because they were clearly the team of twenty seventeen as well from from really early on in the piece, so a level of expectation as well riding on that. That's just Adelaide, yeah, yeah. It's Adelaide media. Um, sorry, Josh, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the cop, Adelaide cop media that that's just that's just what they're like. Um, they're all over, they're in your face, and you mm. watch it every day. Like there's um, something always on Crow, something mm. always on Port. There's something always about some sort of sample, some sort of news, or some yeah. something somewhere. Yeah. It's all about footy because mm. it's such. It's yeah, I love it. It's such a parochial town. Mm. Um, but it's a fishbowl. Mm. It, it is. It <laughs> is. And unfortunately, the media here that they they really harp on the negatives more mm. than the actual positives. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it, it can get you. It can mm. get you in the end. And I think a lot of the boys. Took that to heart, mm. and um, that's probably why they, they didn't want to leave the house after yeah. the grand final. So yeah, what sort of a player were you when you were um, playing? Did you not mind that media attention or the fishbowl side of it, or did you just hate it? No, I didn't like it. Um, I was I was a first round draft pick to the Adelaide Crows, so my, mm. uh, I was doing radio interviews. You do press conference when you come here. It's a bit of an eye opener mm. when you first come, and. Um, and because you're a first round draft pick, the the expectations really really high, and mm. I probably didn't handle it very well at the start. Um, took me a while to get used to um, the Adelaide way. Mm. Um, having never been here before, um, it was a it was a bit of an eye opener. You walk into the, into the change rooms, you got I got Mike shoot on one side and Ben Hart down on the other side, and you think, gee whiz, this is real now. Mm. Um, and then it all started, and then. Back then, that was when you had to go back and do the whole um, pre-season, uh, what's it called, the pre-season draft or something to the SNFL clubs. Mm. So I had to go, I was at Sturt, yeah. which Sturt was an established team. And <laughs> I really found it hard to get in the league side. So I was mm. playing reserves football yeah, right. um, and I was missing home and all I wanted to do was just go home. Mm. Um, and homesickness played a huge part in my first two years and... Um, that's probably what, that's probably my first recollection of Adelaide. wasn't mm. wasn't really positive. Yeah, didn't want to be here. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you were drafted pick twelve, two thousand one draft. Grew up in Victoria, relocating to to Adelaide. How was that process? You you sort of touched on it a little bit. How hard you found it when you were here, but how was your sort of draft year? Were you hoping to stay in Victoria? How was your draft year? Yeah, it was. Had a pretty good year that year. Um, we had a pretty solid team. The Calder Cannons, we had a really good team. Mm. Uh, played Vic Metro. We won the championship. We're all Australian. And, you know, you, you talk to all these different clubs. You go to draft camp and you think, okay, this is this is real now. And 
it was Adelaide and Hawthorne actually, your mm. your mob, Josh. Mm, and yeah. um, I'm a Hawthorne ring with the night before and said, if you're there at pick 16, we'll pick you up. Yeah, right. So I was like, hey, good, hey, good, just stay home. Yeah. Uh, Mum can still cook and clean and, <laughs> and all those sort of things. And then, yeah, I went to the draft. I was actually invited to the draft and um, there's probably a photo. Of, <laughs> mum hates it, but there's a photo of my mum and my sister uh, crying because yeah. oh. I'm going to Adelaide. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the, that year was uh, like it's something I wanted to do was play AFL football mm. and I worked my butt off to, to achieve that and I was um, I had a really, really good pre-season uh, after the 2000, 2000 um, season and um, it put me in good stead for having a good year and mm. um, it's something that I, I, I had that in my um, DNA that I wanted to work hard and I had that, that, that ability to work hard and came to Adelaide which is the club that was renowned to work hard it mm. sort of sort of fitting, fitted in quite well mm. with, with how I wanted to play my football Nice was there anyone when you arrived at the Crows obviously a youngster from Victoria was there anyone that was like a big influence on you having success here? Yeah well, uh, when, over those two years of just being homesick um, mm. uh, the one guy the they were all very good. Like all the leaders were excellent to me, and they looked after me. But Simon Goodwin was probably the one that um, mm. uh, helped me at the most, and um, he guided me through what what I was going through at the time was just that that homesickness and wanting to leave, and um, just having that soundboard of of someone of his calibre um, to help me through those tough times and help me get through just to just to play good football because they they all had the belief I could. It mm. was just getting in, getting out there and actually doing mm. it. And I, I didn't have that, that mm. self-belief at the time. Yeah, okay. He he installed that into me and um, 2004 was the year that really my football took off mm-hmm. in Adelaide. How homesick were you when you got to the Crows? Was, was it a little bit of, oh, this is not ideal, but I'm just going to play my best footy or did you were you pretty upset that you weren't able to stay in Victoria? Oh, look, <clears throat> I, I embraced as, what, as much as what I could. Yeah. Um, the, the hard part, was um, you know you, you you get pulled out of home and um, back then the system of what the players have now within um, you know relocation you know the the club did I think all clubs would have been exactly the same back in two thousand one when <laughs> kids got drafted mm. from what it was then to what it is now it's chalk and cheese mm. so they have player development managers which will you know look after you they'll they'll you put you in a house put you in the right house with the right um, host family, mm. who, who you want to live with. You might want to live with some sort of player at some time. There's so many more options mm. now. Like the, the club did as much as they could. I lived with a, a lady who, who was fantastic for me. Um, but I, I wanted to get out and be independent. And, yep. um, and that's why I moved out halfway through my first year to uh, live with Chris Massey at the time. And that made me grow up pretty quick. Mm. You know, that, uh, <laughs> cook and clean, all those little things I'd learn how to do. Yeah. Um, actually um, made me more mature and mm. uh, made me realise that the opportunity that I've got is to play for football for mm. this fantastic club. Yeah. Let's make the most of it. So that, that, it took a long time, but there was mm. the two years of the of tough, um, but we got there in the end. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever sort of feel pissed off that you, you had to go to Adelaide? Um, I, I mean, I was just having a look yesterday and 14 of the top 20 picks were Victorian clubs and you would have known at some point you were going to be a, a first-round pick. Um, were you like, oh, gee, I've I'm the odd I'm the odd one out here. I've <laughs> I've had to had to go. Only only that night. Yeah. Um, I remember going around to a mate's place who got drafted to Essendon. Like he, we went to school in Essendon. He lived in um, 
Keeler Park, which is mm-hmm. five minute drive from it's a windy hill. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to jump on the plane tomorrow. I got no to go to a place where I got no idea. Yeah. I've never been there before. Oh, no, wow. no idea what was going on. Mm. So that that the probably that that time and after the night after the night of the draft, going mm. to a mate's place and yeah, you know, we're all excited and real wrapped. But at the same time, yeah. The reality hit the next morning when I had to jump on that plane mm. and leave mum and dad behind. Yeah. And, uh, at the time, I had a girlfriend, and uh, so it was just all a bit of a mess at the time. Mm. But uh, oh, look, I wouldn't change it for the world. No. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, 20 years here now. Yeah. I've got a wife and two kids and yeah. wife's from South Australia. So look, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it is what it is, and things work out for it. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a reason for it. Who was the mate? Andrew Welsh. Yeah. He was the one. Yeah, he got drafted to Essendon. So. Excellent. What eventually made it work in Adelaide? Like You've been here for 20 years. Oh plus years now um no doubt a, a few times throughout your career you thought i'll i'll end up back in melbourne or i'll play for a melbourne club maybe or i'll go back after i'm finished my career but what you know what made you stay here uh, at the beginning it was the, the support i had yeah um you know like goody rue michael dowdy brett burton those sort of guys were excellent for me and i, I didn't want to leave them i didn't mm. want to leave the club i'm a first round draft pick. i don't want to leave the club just because I'm homesick. Yeah. Um, you know, if there was other reason, reasons, you know, you'd obviously mm. look at it, but you know, homesickness isn't a really good reason yeah. to move or yeah. go home. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not that bad. It's like an hour's flight. It's not too <laughs> bad. So I think in that 2004 season, I just woke up to myself a little bit and uh, re- realised the opportunity that I had. And uh, footy didn't t- – when Craigie took over, that was probably when my footy excelled. Mm. And mm. I started playing some really good footy off halfback and – so halfway through that 2004 season, you know, that was probably – I didn't really look back until, you know, 2008 when I got to suffered some injuries. So mm. I had a good sort of four or five-year block there where I played some consistent football and playing through the midfield and I really enjoyed it and, yeah, the rest is history. Early on growing up and getting into footy, where did you play your junior footy and what did that look like? Uh, yeah, just played at the local uh, – Played for Romsey Lancefield, they were called back then, and uh, just started when I was played under 12s. Um, so, dad held me back from playing uh, football until I was under 12s. Yeah, okay. Played three years Romsey Lancefield, but they were in, they were in a division, they were in B division, um, and I wanted to uh, test myself at the A, a division mm. and moved to Gisborne, went to school in Gisborne, and had some mates in, that played for Gisborne, and they were in the A, or A division, whatever you want to call mm. it. So, I went there and played there, and um, First year was pretty pretty sketchy. My under fifteen year was pretty sketchy. My, mm. uh, playing full forward, which I don't play full forward, um, <laughs> I just found it hard. And then uh, a coach and I, he doesn't like me saying this, but he he turned my football around. Mm. Um, one of my mate, my, my good mates, his dad, uh, John Fitzgerald, put me on the wing, and um, yeah, that was it. That just was tore it that up. Was just, that was when I started playing some really good footy and. You get recognised. It's the same same thing here. They get recognised by you know, whether it's a Sanford club or uh, back then it was the, the TSC Cup and the quarter cannons was my zone and went there and trained and yeah trained really well and um, learned learned some good habits and yeah from then it was just that's how my footy sort of began and then I got drafted. So did did you say under twelves was when you first started yep. playing footy? That's that's a pretty late start, yeah, really, isn't dad, it? Yeah, Dad wanted to hold me back. Um, because I was I was doing other sports too, yeah. so I was basketball, tennis, golf. Um, I was a naturally of, gifted I was athlete. A bit of a natural, yeah. It's like my son now. He's just he's exactly. Mum and dad say he's exactly the same as what I was. Yeah. He just picks up anything, pick up that cricket ball over there and bowl <laughs> it, you know. So 
that was something that I, I just wanted to do and the yeah. sport was just, you know, I had the facilities at, at home and get out the backyard, there's a big paddock at the back and just hit the golf balls and mm. uh, play basketball. Unreal. And kick the footy and yeah, so those, I had a pretty good childhood growing up and um, that was, you know, <laughs> you look at it now from when I, you know, I used to go to the local footy, you kick the footy before the game, quarter time, mm. half time, after, um, three quarter time after the game. Uh, you don't see that much anymore, mm. I reckon. Um, and you don't see like kids kicking the footy on the road anymore, no. trying to hit over the power lines, which you, you sort of do. There's mm. none of these phones anymore. Yeah. But back then, it was, yeah. just, it was normal. So um, much better. Hey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you actually, actually got to find stuff to do. And um, it's probably the challenge I've got now with my five year old. Like he's active, but. The phone's always it's a, yeah. it's, mm. it's a distraction. Yeah, um, well, we've got six phones in here tonight. <laughs> yeah. Five, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it just shows you. It just shows you technology is a computer over there. There's all this stuff here. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but it's just the, the world's changed, mm. and um, yeah, I, that, that was that was what I did. Yeah. yeah, I was just always outside and always doing some sort of sport. Yeah. Awesome. Now we mentioned um, Pick Twelve 2001 draft. This is the part I sort of love to elaborate on a little bit. This is known as the Super Draft. Luke Hodge, Ball, Jard, Bartell, Del Santo, James Kelly, Stevie J, Sam Mitchell, Ablett and Swan. Um, Some names there. Yeah, I was, it, amazing draft. Um, you would have grown up with a lot of these guys. How was, how was growing up and playing football alongside them at junior level? I was, I was a little bit of a late developer. Um, myself and... James Kelly, we're from. I'm from Gisborne. He was from Sunbury, which is ten minutes down the road, and we were both really late developers. Yeah. Um, so, like a lot of the, some of those boys, like um, you know, Juddy and Bawley, um, play with them at Vic Metro. That they came through the whole 14, 15, mm, 15 yeah. sort of sixteen program, mm. and and Cal and I, we, we we were really late developers, so we didn't come until probably a top age of of okay. 18s. And, yeah. Um, so I didn't really get to see him mm. until then. Yeah. Um, but, you know, playing, played against, you know, Hodgie, you could see Bartel was probably the one that stood out for me the most mm. when I played against him. Um, Stevie J was, he was electric when we played against him. So you sort of see and you put yourself against that mm. talent and you realise, geez, these guys are pretty good. <laughs> so yeah. you, you need to lift your game a little bit. Yeah. So you sort of knew it was a pretty special group Well, yeah, it was, yeah. Like we, mm. you know, it was <clears throat> Vic Metro versus Vic Country in the final and um, yeah, there was oh. yeah, people everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So we, we won, which is nice. Um, but yeah, that, that, the calibre of, of players that we had back then, it was, a, yeah, it was pretty, pretty special to come through. Who was the one that stood out the most um, early on? Uh, oh, Bawley was one for me because he just accumulated the footy. Um, Juddy had explosive power. He did his shoulder in the second um, national game and mm. we didn't really get to see the best of him. Yeah. I didn't get the best of yep. him then. Mm. Um, Juddy doing a shoulder. Yeah, what? he did a shoulder. Yeah, what? Did a shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so those those sort of guys, you know, like Bartel was probably one. He stood out for me for some reason. I don't know why. Hodgie didn't play too much. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy stood out for me when he was playing. Uh, and then Ablett. Yeah, you know, he saw you saw he had something. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, you can name name them all. We, yeah, I, I, we had a pretty good team. I, we had uh, James Kelly, we had Andrew Welsh, we had Dave Roden, um, we had Geordie Burham, mate of mine. Um, you know, Swanee played, Ryan Crowley played. So we had we had a pretty mm. pretty solid crew coming through, yep. and hence why we probably won. We, we won it that year. Yeah. How good was your 
under 18 year then? Because, you know, there's a lot of these amazing players and you were judged number 12. Um, but your 18 year must have been really bloody good. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty solid. It was mm. really consistent. I think, as I said, um, we, we were lucky at the Cannon. So we had, we had, um, we essentially did what North Melbourne. So the North Melbourne uh, head of fitness, uh, his wife was our head of fitness at Calder Cannons, yep. and and she put us through the ringer. And <laughs> but but what it was, it just it just put us in really good mm. really good space to to play the play the footy that we did all year yep. and. Um, so always look look back at that and just appreciate what what she did for us as as a young group of men uh, coming through and taught us how to train a little bit and that mm. sort of helped me. It's definitely helped me come to a club like Adelaide who are renowned to mm. flog you. Yeah, uh, mm. it really helped me um, in in that in that um, to have that mindset and the ability to work hard. You played alongside all those awesome players. Did you know that like one of them was he's going to be a superstar or um, did you? Was there one that sort of slipped through the cracks? Like Sam Mitchell ended up being drafted uh, real late in the draft. How was he sort of that young underage well, he, group? He was VFL. So oh, he was played, he? Okay. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was a year above us, I reckon. So he didn't get drafted the year before. Mm. And he played VFL somewhere, I reckon. I was yeah. just trying to – I can't – Yeah. I can't remember. But he was he mm. was a, he was a, a year above us. Yeah. Um, and, it, yeah, he, he, he got told that he wasn't good enough and, yeah <laughs> – Clearly, clearly was well. <laughs> well, it just shows you the mindset of it all yeah. and, and what he did to to make himself the best he could be, and yeah, speaks for itself, really. Yeah. And do you have a bit of a, a connection with these guys having gone through your AFL career at the same point in time? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, you always see each other and you have a chat, and yeah, you might follow each other on Instagram, mm. or whatever it is, and like each other's photos, and um, yeah, just yeah, you still talk to the guys, still talk to some of the guys mm. from the Cannons Cannons days, and. Still like to catch up with them as much as possible, but um, yeah, you sort of just th- just as yeah. we said before <laughs> through the phones and through the social media yeah. things, you're always up to date with what they're doing and what, what's what's going on in their lives. So it's always good to, to recollect and, and and catch up with each other. That must be cool when you go through those junior football experiences with some of these guys, and then you you're standing maybe on the wing with them, and you've got a hundred games each under your belt. Like that must be a pretty crazy yeah, feeling. Yeah. Well, you watch them, you know, you first get drafted together and you watch them play and you see them yeah. play and you watch, oh, geez, that one, aren't you feel, you're happy for them mm. a bit. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because so, um, you know that you've worked hard to get there and now it's become real, you're playing at the top level and it just becomes even harder now. Mm. Mm. Definitely. And yeah, your career, you, you said you struggled a bit in those first couple of years, ended up consolidating a spot um, about that 2004 year. How, how do you reflect on, on your career? You played 200 games for the Adelaide Crows. That's that's a great career in in AFL world. Yeah, it was um, it was a good career. Like I I, I um, plenty of ups and downs, mate. Mm. But it's and I'm sure you talked to any AFL players played 20 games or 300 games. It, it's not smooth sailing. Mm. There's, there's always stuff that's happened. Um, injury, form. Um, you know, I, I was I was probably lucky enough to come through a, a, a system where I learnt a lot from. The older guys at the footy club at Rue and, as I said before, and Goody and those sort of guys that you sort of emulate and you try to be, be them a little bit. Um, so I was pretty lucky in that sense. And then, you know, injury, um, didn't really handle injury very well. I mm. uh, just wanted to be out there playing. And um, so you learn a lot about yourself when you're injured. Mm. Um, so plenty of ups and downs, um, you know, plenty of doubting yourself, um, 
mental health wasn't a thing. It yeah. is. It was a thing, but it wasn't mm. a thing where it's mm. like it is now. And, yeah. Now you always go through. Everyone goes through troughs and, yeah. and and understands how to get out of it. And um, yeah, I just had to keep boring myself out of it, and mm. I found a way to. I was pretty resilient and bounced back most times from mm. whatever injury I had. And um, but that just. I think that all that all started when coming through that cannons thing where you just learn how to, to push yourself, push yourself. And that was something I learned, learned at a pretty young age to, to mm-hmm. keep at it. So I know you mentioned earlier when you got to the craze that your self-belief was like a little bit lower. Was that something that improved as you got further into your AFL career or was that something you found a little bit challenging through those tough periods that you're, you're talking about? Yeah, I always found it, always found it pretty challenging. Um, there was always times where you thought, oh, I'm not good enough and... I might as well just go back and play local footy, go back and play with my mates. But uh, I, I, I pursued, I persisted with it all and, and, and pursued what I wanted to achieve was to play AFL footy. And, and as I said before, you can't do it by yourself. You've mm. got to have the right people around you to help you through these those tough times. And I certainly had those people. Yeah, so obviously some uh, troughs throughout the AFL career, but plenty of peaks as well. Um, you were a part of a, a pretty special team with the Crows in those sort of mid-2000s, 05, 06. Um, you guys were flying, basically. What are your memories from, from that time when you're winning most weeks? Footy's great. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, 2005, um, you know, I, was, I was playing in the midfield. I was swapping with Rue and mm. Rue never came off the ground. So <laughs> didn't get, get on the ground too much. But when I had to come on the ground, you know, I had to make an impact. And um, that's how I... I kept my role and kept my spot in the team and um, uh, just had to work hard and we had a very, 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 very good team that year. Mm. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was 2005 or 2006, we won 11 games in a row. Mm. Um, you feel invincible. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. You feel invincible. You feel no one's going to beat you and um, unfortunately it just didn't go away in the mm. finals but uh, it was a pretty special time. I always think about those times of how good it was mm. and um, yeah, it's life. Life always comes by you in the bum at some point, and it did did for us at the end of the final series. How much did you hate West Coast <laughs> preliminary finals? Yeah, that was that was tough to beat. Mm. Yeah, well, the the first one I, I missed, I, I hurt my hammy in the uh, at training uh, before the Port game, so I didn't get, I didn't play. I played the first final against St Kilda and didn't play the rest of the final series, and went over to West Coast, and oh, it was, the place over there was electric. Yeah, mm. I've never heard crowd so loud and um yeah well they they just had the wood on us at, um at that point yeah and it was funny because the, the i think it was the last round before the final series in 2005 and we had the win to finish on top over there mm. um hostile crowd um and we got the chocolate we actually won yeah to help to make us finish on top of the ladder and, yeah um unfortunately we we got beaten by St Kilda in that first final and it's just sort of from there we just the poor game was excellent to, mm. to play that first show, I was watching the first showdown, but the boys played excellent footy, and we had a little bit of self belief. You go over there in West Coast, and mm. she's she's different different over there. Pretty hostile, yeah, a little bit, a little bit different. And then well, I think most of the, most of the time during the season, we, we actually beat them. Mm. Um, but in the in the most important game, the prelims, uh, they they got the wood on us. Yeah, because you did last week's. All of our breaks just turn to shit, don't they? They do. We need to maybe work out a formula. <laughs> yeah, because. Every week we just arbitrarily go for it and yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> consistently fucks itself. It does. It's like terrible. This one right now, we're 18 seconds in, <laughs> 19 seconds now, now 20. <laughs> and, and now we're just counting seconds. 
Yeah. Like, what even is this? <laughs> I guess we better wrap it up and direct people 